Hey guys, before we start this episode, I just want to ask a quick, quick favor from you guys. Make sure you follow us on whatever platform you're listening to right now and also give us a five-star rating. I mean, you can do whatever your heart pleases, but five-star will make more sense. Come on, you know? Anyways, enjoy the episode, guys. Black of the Berry, Disputed the Juice. Most recorded. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome back to another special episode, guys. I'm your host, DX. Straight up in the cut, you know what it is, you know what it is. It's the Sheree, the fresh lineup. <laughs> this guy's acting like Troy Bolton now. <laughs> After a fresh lineup, he forgets that he's got an episode to record. Whoa, 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 whoa. And he's got a special guest. Special guest today, would you like to introduce yourself? Name's Gabriel, go by Gabe. Gabe, BMG Gabe. BMG, whatever. BMG stripper. <laughs> 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 yeah, strip club. club. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so what Kieran did on the phone, he said, let me... Yeah, let me up and out, yeah. Let me up and out, you know what I'm saying? No man. Tell us, what do, you, what do you do in your spare time? Mm. <sighs> if I haven't have a spare time, Apart first of all. Strip. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. <laughs> no, man, just busy working um, for the most part. Um, yeah, just working. I usually start work from like 9.30 to like 8 p.m. Grinding Monday to Some Saturday. Some people do 9 to 5. You don't do 9 to 5. Nah, you can't. So give, give us the backstory now from start to finish. How do we, how do we get here? BMG. How do we get here, man? It's, it's always been a dream of mine to be like self-employed. Like do mm. something on my own, right? And um, I didn't know how I wanted to get there or how I want to get there. I just know I got to get there. Yeah. You know, to like put my family on, to carry the family legacy or the name on my back and just following the same line as my parents and stuff like that, right? What do your parents do? My dad, he's ex-military, but he's also into like um, business and stuff oh, too, fair. like real estate. My mom, she's she's a lawyer. So that's she's actually the reason why we moved here to Canada because mm. <clears throat> I, I was born in Nigeria, grew up in England. Mm. Then we moved here in 20... I think we moved here in 2018. Okay. And uh, I went to TCI high school here in Trans- Transcona. So, so like, you came in like young as well. Yeah. <laughs> I did. No, I was in Not grade really 12. Though, 20, 2018. No. Yeah, I was in grade 12. Oh, grade 12, that's young though. How was that young? It's not that young. It's not young. Though. How old is grade twelve? Grade twelve is it's not like young. Seventeen. If, if you're talking about the whole like immigrant story, that's not young. People come here way younger than that. Oh yeah, yeah. Except for you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not young, bro. Grade twelve? No, yeah, that no that's not young. Yeah, that's... I was um, grade twelve. Did, did only one year, and well, that was the last year anyway. <clears throat> Finished with that, graduated, um, took a year off. And within that year off, that's when I kind of like tried to figure out what Which I wanted, wanted to do. do. Right. Yeah. Right. So because I wanted to was go in the year off uh, between school and uni. Or yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, after I, right, right after I finished uh, high school, I was like just staying at home doing nothing. And I was like going to uni the next year. I was going to U of M and I was like, what? Trying to like figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of downtime where I'm just staying at home doing nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. on my phone, watching YouTube videos and I, I've always had like this passion for cars, right? Like since I was a kid, 
Yeah. But I never knew how to work in cars. I've I've never done any work or done anything with cars or been physical with a car or like done any mechanical or known anyone to do stuff like that where I can like know stuff about it or like learn from it. Yeah. Um so I kinda like started doing research and I found like like for some region where I live, like um there's region and there's like all the dealerships on the strip of region. Okay. And I went up to every single one of them. So I went to each dealership knocking on the doors talking to them like yeah i want to like gain experience because also mind you i just moved in from england mm. right and, yeah, and how old were you when you did i was i was like 17 and that's a ah you guys didn't think about uni at all <laughs> <laughs> i was just 17 just about, turn, just about to turn 18 so i went to all the dealerships and i was like i want to because i didn't have any papers i didn't i well i had papers i came here legally You're obviously right? yeah, yeah i didn't have like my my work permit or anything like that yeah so i went to all the dealerships i was like i want to like get a position to like volunteer or like just help around and do stuff and they were like no your reliability because you don't have insurance you don't have you know work permit we can't legally take you in yeah because you're gonna that's illegal and you're gonna be that's like a liability to us mm. yeah basically like <laughs> child, child labor child in, the, in the in the nicest way possible <laughs> So they were like just giving me answers to like get me out the door. They're like, yeah, here's my card. You know, just you know, once you get that stuff, just come to us. We'll be able to help you out. Whatever. We appreciate the 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 passion and what we oh, can. So help you weren't asking yeah. like um, any technicalities. You're just saying, can I work there? Essentially, volunteer. I, I literally said, I just that, want to. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. You want to just get experience? You yeah. Just like any, I didn't. Like, I didn't want to get a job to like get paid. I was like, I just want to be you here. Just want to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah, learn right. the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, oh, so sorry. I'm like, I'm not gonna be in no one's radio. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Mm. So because there's rules, they gotta follow, right? Um, fast forward to that, I spent those, this was a whole day going to every single one of them. I just left with a bunch of business cards and um, <laughs> <laughs> no one really talking to me, right? <laughs> yeah. So down my road, because usually like it was just summertime too. So like every every morning, like the next day, every morning I usually go for like a run, like mm. down my my road. As I was running down my street, there was a garage open and I saw like a truck there. So I walked up to them. I was like, Yeah, what do you guys do here? And it was one guy and he was like, Um, I'm Dylan. He was like, I sell like used cars to the mm. states like he flips them he, he buys them from the states fixes them up he flips them and sells them to the states right i'll yeah. oh, sell them back to the states yeah back to the states oh, wow. so he's making that money in usd so mm. which is smart yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. i was like you need help he was like <laughs> <laughs> was, he was like what kind of help i'm like i mean i don't have any experience but i love to like learn about cars right he was mm. like what can you do i'm like everything I can't do anything. I know what we do myself. I can't do anything. Yeah, I've just yeah. watched YouTube videos. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> I have a feeling if I try it, I yeah. might be good. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I haven't had the opportunity to like actually try yeah. my yeah. hands on it, right? So yeah. I was like, I can do anything. <laughs> He's like, okay, bet. You grab a rag. So he was like, you teach me everything I know. I, I told him all I wanted from you was just knowledge, experience, and clientele. That's it. Right. I don't want money from me. I don't want to, you know, get any pay or mm. whatever. I just yeah. need that knowledge, how to do the work, mm. experience, how to sell the work, how to get clients and also clientele, how to network and how to reach out to bigger people and like expand and stuff like that. Yeah. The knowledge yeah. about a business. Right. So he was like, yeah, he would teach me everything. And from that second, he grabbed a rag and what he was doing on a, a vehicle, he just finished like fixing it up, ready for sale. So he was just cleaning it up nice mm. and about to take pictures, 
to post so he can post to his buyers and, and they can see it. And he was detailing. So I didn't even know what detailing was. <laughs> I was like, what's that? Detailing was like, oh, it's when you like recondition a car to like make it like brand new again. Yeah. Right. After it's been used, like basically reverse the whole process, make it new, clean. It's so nice where it's like presentable, where someone sees it and it's fresh, that fresh feeling like a, a new vehicle. So I was like, yeah. okay. So that was the first thing he was doing. And that's what he taught me. And from then he taught me like everything else, like stripping a car apart from inside, outside, painting vehicles he had this um r32 skyline gtr uh he it was gray and like i he made me sand the whole car with like a sandpaper sand the whole thing prep it tape it out ready for paint Mm. the next day in two days we painted our car red (laughs) from gray to red and i've never done stuff like that and then someone's trusting me to you know do all this stuff yeah it was just him right yeah, it was just him. It well, him, him, him and like his, no, him and his best friend at the time, Adam, they, they were doing it together. So, yeah. but his best friend, he just <clears throat> focused on like the, the marketing and like getting the clients and yeah. talking to them. He just did all the labor, all the work, but he was the owner of the business. Basically. So I guess it's, it's, it's a, little, it's a little, <laughs> little easier to do, to teach when like your supervision is very, very hands on. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Compared to like large scale. <clears throat> So, yeah, I, I worked for him for free for two years, uh, no money. And uh, we just, because we had a shop, he had a shop just close to my house. And then he bought a house um, downtown and it had like a big garage. Mm. And the commute was pretty far for him. So he was like, he's going to close down that shop and just go to like start working from his house garage. Since the garage in his house was like big enough. Um, for him to accommodate the work he was doing so he was just doing work from his home yeah right so every summer i remember i'll bike it's like 30 minutes drive <laughs> drive i'll bike from my house to his place that was, this was, uh, three hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> like solid three i'll be biking to his place getting <coughs> back sometimes when he's in the area he'll pick me up but most times i'm like biking i i, I prefer to bike because i was trying to stay active too mm-hmm. right so we did that and got to a point where, where I'm posting, <clears throat> when I'm working on his vehicles, taking pictures, taking videos, and I'm posting them online or like on my Snapchat or like Instagram and people were like, yo, do mine, do mine. I'm like, nah, I don't do for people. I just, <laughs> I just do my, I just do it. I, I work for this guy. I'm just yeah. doing this stuff. Just posting what I'm doing. It's because yeah. it's fun, right? They were like, well, if you can do that, you can do it on mine though. Mine, mine is the same thing. I need that <laughs> done on mine. How much do you charge? I'm like, I don't really know prices. I haven't yeah. done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't even <coughs> charge him. So I don't even know how much this stuff costs. So one time I went to him, I was like, how much, how much will it be to, to do this for someone? He's like, XXX. I'm like, huh? You mean I can, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you mean I can make this much from this same thing? I was like, nah, no way. Because I was in disbelief. To me, like that stuff, I just did it with ease it was mm. like easy to me i mm. can do it like a, a thousand times yeah and you're telling me i can do this and make this amount for the, like bro was, I was this like, the the detailing part like which part of this was this was everything i was because oh, okay. i was painting vehicles doing body work no, so what people were asking you for was it the whole process no yeah like this is just people like friends yeah, yeah i have on like social media just seeing the stuff i'm posting and they're asking me yo can you do my vehicle can you do this can yeah. you fix rust can you remove a oh, dance or right, stuff right, like right, that right, yeah okay. so it's not like a clientele it's just people like i know that have me on social it's media demand, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. so 
just got a lot of requests from people just having the same issue with their car let's say they had like a collision some the first one i, I remember was a guy he had uh, rust on his vehicle mm. like the whole side of his he just bought a new car the whole side was rusted it was like yo i need to fix this like can you fix that so i had to like repaint like half the car yeah and just stuff like that i started started telling people okay so he told me he was like yeah just like you can start a business from this like just book it in it's gonna be under the table because obviously i wasn't collecting taxes so i had to (laughs) i had to keep it low key so was that your like your mentor at the time yeah my mentor he told you that you can start doing it for yourself yeah after how long this was like after like two years after yeah after like two years shadowing under him then i had like i met you in university what the hell you did in university <laughs> <laughs> that time when i was in university i was i was that's when i was oh, you were in, you i was, yeah, I was to uni. yeah oh sorry I, i'm cutting the story yeah <laughs> no because after that like i still went to uni okay, and i was doing okay. i was doing um architecture all right so i was in uni for about another year and yeah. i was just doing that i didn't really pay attention to uni because yeah. i knew what am i doing doing architecture i don't want i don't want to work in houses i want to work in cars right mm-hmm. i knew that mm-hmm. but i was just doing it because obviously parents they yeah, wanted yeah. to go get degree yeah, all that university that was me trying to please my yeah parents. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> trust me we know we know we know we've all been there we probably but i got to a point where i was like yeah uni is not for me i was just i wasn't paying attention to the point my graves were just flopping i was like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm wasting my time here i'm, yeah. I'm done Good. so i pulled out and um yeah started uh, taking more uh, clientele seriously where they will message me and I'll be like seeking jobs like I'll post this and I'll let people know you need this done let me know type of deal right so mm. he's working on his cars in his garage I'm working on my cars in in, in his garage we're mm. sharing the same garage mm. I mean it's a big garage but it's only so big yeah. for so many right yeah. but Mike just got so busy to the point where I'm like in a day I can have like five cars chilling in the back lane oh, <laughs> and there's nowhere to park it I'm like yeah. I gotta do this do that it was like a shit show where he was like yeah you need to get your own place <laughs> <laughs> so and essentially he kicked Wait, me so, out sorry at that time there was no um, there was nothing no expenses nope All right. I had no expenses Apart from like some of the supplies I'll, the I'll, yeah, the I'll supplies, use, yeah. but he had everything. So yeah. usually I'll use all his supplies. Yeah. Then if I need to replace it, I'll replace it. But he always let me use his stuff. He's yeah. like an older brother to me. He's like, yeah. he was uh, 26 at the time. Mm. So yeah, he taught me a lot of stuff, how to run a business, how to maintain it, how to save. It's not just making money. You have to know how to, to keep the money, how to invest the money, how to save the money too. Because you get it one day and you blow it then you're back right. to square one right? <laughs> so right. essentially that's that's all he taught me then um yeah he it got too busy where i couldn't work in his garage anymore so i was like yeah i was just gonna work from home because at my house i had like i had like i live in a condo right so we have like a small car garage it's big enough to fit one car my truck mm-hmm. can't even fit in there that's how small <laughs> it is right so for like i'll see another year i was just banging or about eight months to a year ish can't remember the time it's all it's all of a phase like yeah, it's yeah, blurry yeah. to me but i just yeah. remember it where i'll just like i'll be doing the vehicles in my garage mm. and it got to a point where neighbors were complaining because <laughs> they'll be driving by the back lane and there's like paint fumes like smelling in the whole <laughs> area yeah, yeah. smelling right? and they're just like something's not right yeah. yeah so they investigated to the point where they found out oh um 
This guy's running the business. Oh, a shit. buddy shop. Wow. <laughs> this guy's what? running the buddy story, shop. Bro. <laughs> From a condo. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> From your garage. Yeah. So like, oh, as you this is when you, you moved out. This is where, I, yeah, I was, I was, I was back to my house, like my 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 place where I, where I stay, like the garage. Oh, you've always lived in your own. No, I live with my parents. That's oh, that's your parents' place. Yeah. Mm. Ah, that's crazy. This is before you went to school. This is. While I was going to school, okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. So yeah, that whole time period, I was just in the garage working all the time, and um, actually, no, this was when I stopped going to school. Okay. So by the time I stopped going to U of M, then I started. That's when I started doing my stuff at home. Yeah. Right in my garage. Then it got to a point it was busy, and the same situation in his place. So many cars know where to put them and it's obstructing i'm parking in people's spots and when they come and they have to tell me to move and they notice that i'm running a business and they yeah. report it to like the condo management <laughs> so we got we got a letter <laughs> my mom got a letter in the mail she's like <laughs> you can't report it because obviously they knew i was doing that in yeah. the garage but they were like don't get caught i was like trying to keep it low key you can't keep it low key. <laughs> <laughs> not with vehicles man. yeah bro there's no way bro there's there was no, no way. way i knew yeah. eventually it was gonna happen so I, I was just trying to bang it out as much as i could mm. till see how it lasts how mm. long i can you know keep doing it for right yeah so it got to a point and they i sent a letter and they were like yeah we can't you can't run a business out of here stop immediately or else we're gonna you know get the police involved and stuff like that so <laughs> i didn't stop bro i was i was still going i didn't have any choice i was like okay i have this much time to stop this so i need to make this much money to- oh they give you a deadline no they just said stop it right away so i was like maybe i can try be more low-key now and try make some money so i can start something up right yeah. i was i was i was looking at shops and like mm. seeing the price for shops to rent a month is like three thousand dollars yeah to rent a space so i was like okay i need to you know keep working to make that money yeah so, yeah yeah for sure so I at was, that time were you making enough to actually go to the shop or was it more so you're going you're looking for the shops and you're like i'm not there yet I didn't even know I could get a shop at that point. Okay, yeah. Like, I I, I was making enough to, like, sustain a a shop, sustain Mm. a building, but my mindset was so small. Like, my mindset now to my mindset then was completely different. I was so narrow-minded. I didn't see the bigger picture. I didn't see where this could go. To me, I was doing it, okay, (coughs) this is a hobby. Mm. I'm just doing it for fun. I'm just doing it as a side job because I love doing this stuff, right? I didn't see myself not working for anyone or just being, like self-employed and just doing this for a living i didn't see that yeah, at that yeah. point until my mom made me realize she was like um you know we can you can just go get a shop and Child, run this women, as a business women. we can run this as a business and mothers and, and just wow. you know do it properly and <coughs> she because she's a lawyer so she she helped me through like the 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 legal aspects yeah. of it because yeah. all that stuff i didn't know like taxes how to sign up how to register a business the, yeah, the jurisdiction all those stuff yeah. the paperwork yeah. i didn't want to figure out or <laughs> deal with i didn't blame you right? she, was, <laughs> she was able to like get behind and you know pull strings to like get all that information and like make it happen so to a point where i was able to find a shop close to to, to my house there and uh at the time, they were asking thirty five hundred a month, which was kind of steep. But it was a pretty nice space, three thousand mm-hmm. square foot, big um, for what it was. We had a huge compound, parking space, unlimited, and everything. It was like a really nice space. Yeah. Right? 
and uh, we registered the business, did a grand opening, and my biggest surprise was the reception we got from the grand opening. From open. the grand opening? Uh, after you posted that video. Yeah. I look like one well, American for this. So I said, you will get a reception. Well, we it was two views. I was I was not <laughs> expecting it, bro. Like mm. I posted it, and everyone was reposting it. Then the turn up was just insane. I think we had over two thousand people show up to the event. My over two thousand, and we also had a chopper, a police helicopter. Cops pulled up. Oh, because they threw obviously yeah, yeah, yeah the, the cars yeah, yeah and all yeah. the all the cars the noise because I the rule I made was like if you. Drive in that parking lot, mm. make the loudest noise. Winnipeg, oh, yeah? I was like, Winnipeg must hear about this place yeah, today. <laughs> For real, bro. Because every because most of the, the guys, like I met them from like car meets and stuff. Mm. And they have like Lambos, Ferraris. And these guys, their cars are loud, crazy, flashy. Yeah. So where these guys go, people come, right? Mm. So I was able to get those people to bring their people and come and right. attend the event. And the way it was, too, it wasn't like a... It was basically like a car meet. I don't know if you've been to car meets, yeah. so... It was like a, uh, the way I, I did it, it was like more like a Nigerian thing, like a party. So we had like gift bags for everyone. We had meat pie. We had right. food, <laughs> drink, refreshments, music, plane, yeah. cake and all that yeah. stuff. So it was like entertaining. People haven't seen, because the car culture, people just go. And they car just, culture here, I would say. Yeah, here. People just go and they so, just get, see cars and walk around. And yeah. so you never really see a situation where you go and there's food, drink, refreshments. And there's vibes. And, and there's, vibes. <laughs> there's music. There's no rules. Like you're told to do stuff <laughs> where other car meets, you're told not to do that. Because mm. regularly, if you go to a car meet, you're like, yeah, don't rev your car. No one wants to hear that. Yeah. Just come here, drive, park, walk around. That's it. No one wants to hear that. Because yeah. they don't want to get the cops attracted to them, right? Yeah. So because it's going to get shut down. But I was like, no, this is my parking lot. This is my space. Do whatever what? you want. What? Just do whatever you want. <laughs> so, what? 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 so as they drove in, I was like, yeah, rev your car till the limiter. Like, I don't care. And do burnouts, do stuff. So in the videos, you see guys like doing burnouts and, and donuts and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that's the vibe. Then cops pulled up. They were like, uh, who's running this uh, facility? This is uh, illegal gathering. We need to shut this down. Right yeah. They were like, this is, this is, this is private property. We need to shut it. I'm like, no, it's my bread. It's my <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is this is this is, this is my property. We're not doing that. I gave permission to all these people. The other one. I gave permission to all these people, and we're not. And the cops were like, "Okay, chill." And they stuck around. They they were hanging out. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see yeah, yeah, they were like, yeah, <laughs> they were they were nice until this day. Oh, they still they still come around. Big one, yeah. Till this day, they still come around and like watching the neighborhood because it's like a dark mm. area and sometimes it's breaking. So they always like doing surveillance in that area. So yeah. it's it's kind of like a a good gathering of like community where everyone like comes together, yeah. um, pretty much. So yeah. Mad, what a story. Have you done any more comics? Or I have done. I was that was like my only one major car meet. I've done like hosted car shows. Okay. So like two years in a row, there's this show called Driven, mm. and I'm one of the hosts, like the vendors. So 
I'll have like a booth in the place. It, it happens at Red River X. It's actually the biggest car show in, in North America. Yeah. So it happens at Red River X, and uh, we the first year we had like a booth inside. We had a booth outside, and we had like crazy cars from clients that we we worked on their vehicles, and it was just insane amount of cars, and people just came. And it's the same same kind of event. You're allowed to be lawless. You can do stuff for your vehicles. There's like donuts burnouts yeah. and just loudness just going on like it's a space to allow you to be free yeah in the car culture which is what the city is missing but when they have well, see when this they place have is, this place is this desolate yeah especially cops they target the car <coughs> car community like when it comes to like driving mm. a vehicle with modified exhaust to tents and they there's people stealing mm. there's people robbing killing but they're worried about cars that have loud <laughs> exhaust like yeah. bro, come on you know Wow. So yeah, it's um it's a space that allows you to be free and enjoy your car show off what you have and your investments and people come together and have a good time. So yeah, I've been yeah, able yeah. to like been privileged to to be a, a sponsor for that two years in a row. And yeah, I haven't done any one at my shop yet because yeah. I'm I'm the space is too small for me. I'm looking to get a bigger location mm. um, soon. So mm. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Preach. Uh, Preach. Crazy. Preach. Preach. So, like, how do you handle, like, um, what's it called? How do you handle, um, like, your clientele now? Because I'm, I'm assuming it's a lot bigger than when you started. Yeah. Right? So, are you are you the one that, like, physically does all the work? Or do you have, like, people that, you work, that work for you, work under you kind of thing now? I have, I have staff. Um, but when it comes to, like, the clientele, I, I like to deal with that myself because... I'll say, like, I'm the face of the company. I'm the one that face with the clients. And uh, people know, the, the clients I know, they know me, right? Compared to my people, my dad, my dad. So I have that friend relationship with them. Personal relationship with them where I can, you know, reach out to them, follow up on them on, on their vehicle that's been done. They can call me whenever, text me whenever. And it's always, like, a friendly vibe. It's not like a client's, client's, like, you know relationship that's it's like a friend friend relationship yep. kind of deal so yeah Wait, that's crazy so your phone's always going off huh always <laughs> i can't i can't sleep without my phone like buzzing like yeah, a customer texts me or calls yeah, me by yeah, 2 a.m yeah. i gotta pick up because yeah. they're they're calling because of some ser- serious stuff and mm-hmm. when they want to get this and the thing about my my industry is the clients is so picky and they're so needy mm-hmm. especially these rich guys uh, with this McLarens and Ferraris, when they want their stuff done, they want it done now. They don't want to hear, "Oh, I can't, I can't do it now. I, I got no time. Oh, I'm sleeping." They'll go somewhere else. Yeah, because they don't got time to waste. If mm. they're coming to you, they're coming to you for a reason. So yeah. you better answer. Yeah. And sometimes most of them, they just they they have companies here, but they live in the states. So mm. when they're calling you, it's a different time zone. Their morning is your night. Mm. So you got to pick up regardless. And so yeah, but, yeah. How's the How's it been like when you actually think about where you were and where you are now? Have you yet stopped to think, or has everything just been all the good? I think I think about it every day, every <laughs> every night, yeah. every night when I'm I'm laying in bed just on my own, I reflect and see. Because I'll say the the biggest thing to a, a man growing into success, you ha- you have to see growth. Mm. You can't be on the same level. You can't be the same man you were yesterday, today. Right, for you to be a better person in the future, you have to constantly see growth, you have to see change. Your mindset has to flip, mm-hmm. right? That's what takes you a step closer to the destination that you want to be. So, I've always like been cautious about self reflecting and trying to, you know, um, 
be be cautious about my growth and how I see things and what I want to do, be intentional and where I want to be in life and what I want to like decisions I want to make, who I want to talk to, who I want to be friends with, you know, how how to deal with a clientele, where I want to go with that client and how how I see them helping my business to grow and how, you know, Mm. just kind of like technically think about every decision I make is is what I've been doing since I started and it's by God's grace helping me develop to the next level every yeah. time so yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> this is like you know it's like I'm like damn you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> good shit well, yeah. you know <laughs> damn well, that's well, crazy well. bro have you thought about like doing anything um or is he taking like social media have you thought about um doing let's say like a I'm not a documentary but almost like a behind the scenes or are you more focused on just like the the hands on the nitty gritty you know what I've I've <coughs> thought of that I've always wanted to do that and actually this summer I was kind of more I started doing that a lot more this summer mm. and where I like got like cameras and like like um those those sticks to hold you for I can't remember what it's the called gimbal yeah gimbal yeah. so like kind of like document the process of like how this is done because usually I'm, I've been used my page is just used to like showing like the results mm. right the final product but like people also want to see how it happened like how it started and how it got there the process of how it got there too yeah so before it's just before and after pictures at first I started with just after pictures mm. then I started doing before and after pictures then this summer I kind of like keened into like doing like process like process of me tinting a window process of me wrapping a vehicle yeah. uh, applying PPF on a vehicle cleaning the vehicles stuff like that that people want to see people don't see me doing that yeah. right maybe that might be interesting to that can help me reach a different audience that's interested in stuff yeah. like that well, yeah. So, yeah. I'll send I'll send you a guys page that um, is into like the actually no describe your business because right we know what you're talking about Cause I'm, now I'm just I'm reflecting on like no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what what do you do? What do um, you do? And what's like, what's the name? What do you do? What industry are you in? Okay, so explain it. So essentially, someone that is is dumb. Yeah. So it, the name of the company is called BMG Auto Care, mm. and BMG that's actually my initials. Yeah. And um, <coughs> it, it, basically, what we do, we do everything pretty much um from like the main focus of the the business is detailing which is clean on vehicles um but we do customization vehicle customization uh window tints um installation of parts um vinyl wrap um you can do like ppf like paint protection films like we have a lot of services that cater to like dealerships because we have a lot of dealership contracts Mm. so we have uh, ppf services we have tire sales i sell tires u- new and used tires i also um sell vehicles yeah. so i flip cars sell them too as well so I, we have we have pretty much every service to cater to the car industry okay. anyone that's like looking for stuff done in your vehicle but the main focus right now is detail and um how old are you right now i'm 22 what would you tell someone that's 22 22 if i'll say start now okay the journey starts <laughs> the journey begins somewhere right that's yeah. my biggest advice to all my friends or younger people coming up from me that keeps asking me the same question what's your advice i'm like starting out and what um what do you because advice is great to give what, what do you how do you explain to someone that 
not just doesn't know, but essentially, how do you explain um, how to get to your level or how to get to where you are to someone that doesn't even know what they want to do? Like the way, essentially, what I'm saying is that a lot of people could say, "Okay, cool, it's easy to say. It's easy for you to say that." Yeah. But then, how do I? How like what exactly? No, do I, I do? know something no. practical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly, because people say that when I say start now, they're like, start what? Like, how do I know what to do? How do I'm yeah. like, find a passion, mm. something you're passionate about, something you can do. How to find a passion that you have is something you can do and be happy doing it, even if it's not giving you any money, mm. but it can make you money. Okay, that's a passion. You can do this very happily, comfortably without making money and you're doing it and you know it's going to make you money if you start doing it in a way it's going to make you money yeah. but you can do it regardless that's a passion mm. I think so. also one thing that was in your story which is why I asked you to tell the story is um, is that gatekeeper that helped you move because you could have been learning from YouTube mm -hmm. you could have been doing it on your own but you've mentioned uh, one key person well two key people technically but one key person that literally showed you how to take that passion into like actual action, like actually do the thing you're interested in, the thing you're passionate about, learn how to do it well. And then from there, he's now showing you all these extra bits that you can add to it to then bring the money, the, the monetization to it as well. Yeah. And then on top of that, you then had your mum who saw what you couldn't see and then gave you everything essentially mm. to bring that to life yeah. right would, yeah. would you say you're more creative or more hands-on um i'll say a mix a mixture of both creativity and hands-on which one do you think outweighs the other one hands-on yeah For sure yeah right. <laughs> you can't i can't do what i'm doing without being hands-on yeah <coughs> but it also takes a bit of both skills like 50 50 yeah, of course yeah because yeah. right now at the point at the point my business is at right now, I don't need to be hands-on. I need to be creative because mm. I got people working. So now my creativity comes in where I can scale and see, okay, how can I take this business to the next level? What's the next step? What can I do? Right. So I, I'll say both traits is really important. To also, right now, you, you literally only just deal with the clients that are coming just for you. Yeah. Okay. How did we go from just <coughs> you to employees? Or was that jump part of from your garage to the um no space. um from it's always been me from the garage to the space but obviously work gets busy i can't do it all yeah <laughs> in the yeah. day when like summertime i can like at least 10 cars in a day mm. come in and out so like i can't do all those vehicles at just me alone i'm not gonna be able to meet deadlines so i have yeah. to hire professionals that have the skill set um that i have or similar where they can help me keep track of vehicles and work that needs to be done so we can get work moving and move on to the next was one. the hiring process fun it was weird interviewing people that's like your age or like younger, younger yeah, yeah yeah it was weird i'm like what am i doing i'm 21 why am i interviewing you but like it's but yeah it was um is most of them are younger a lot of my guys are younger. Okay, okay. I have the the guy I have right now. He's my age. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of the guys that like some guys that went to my high school, like my youngers in my high school, and they mm. 
they come to me and they're like, yeah, they're looking for a job. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can, I can put you on and, you know, show you the road. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's not like something that, it's like very, like for them, it's like, it could be like very entry level. Like they're not, they're just interested in working for you or it's like, are they, do they also have like a passion for what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? They got to have a passion, I'll say. It's, it makes my job easier because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have... Like right now, like I, I, I don't literally don't have time to like sit down and train someone, yeah. mm. um, or like watch over their shoulder and you know make sure they're doing work how I want it to be. But so I, I kind of pick my client, like my my staff that way, and see your passion, see your skill set, um, and I always tell them this. I'm like, don't come to me like you want to work for me as a employee. Work in this like you're gonna start a business out of this come in and learn from me with a mindset of you're going to take this skills and knowledge and go open your own shop yeah. one day. <laughs> this is mad wholesome, bro. Like, <laughs> this guy is it's crazy, like, bro. Like, you got to about the hiring process because in my mind, I was thinking you're hiring people that are older, more experienced. More experienced. Yeah. So that's why I was like, was it weird? Like, that's why I was like, how was the hiring process? No, like, for the most... From what you're saying, it's like, it makes, it makes sense your approach now Yeah. when they're younger because it's almost like you're showing them how you did what you did and there's almost no pushback exactly because yeah. I mean with older guys you could probably ex- men ah yeah grown men you <laughs> can't tell, you can't <laughs> tell what to do man. Exactly. <laughs> you're definitely getting pushback <laughs> yeah. so how did how did how, how did you this, I think this is a question that would definitely like I feel like a lot of people um, especially like Nigerian like Nigerian kids would like to hear about like how did your parents take you wanting to like drop out of like uni and stuff like how was that they whole honestly interaction it, it was at first it was like no we can't, ah, we can't, yeah we can't like there's no mm-hmm. i remember at the point where i was doing in my garage just like what do you did like my mom was like what are you doing are you wasting your time in the garage <laughs> spend time in the garage all day where's the results like yeah. show us what the result like you're just wasting your time oh at that point you weren't making money oh i was they didn't know Oh, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Until I showed the result. Until they saw the result. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is, you know, potential is there, obviously. <laughs> right? Yeah. The potential was there. It was just like, we need, I needed someone to, like, help me to to channel and, and you know, help me, point me in the right direction yeah. on how, how yeah. to do it. So, the point, because it was, it's not just my mom, it's my mom and dad. Of course, right? yeah. And, um, at the time, my dad, he, he was, he always lived, he didn't always live with us because he's always been working. So he lived in Nigeria and he was like going back and forth. Right. Um, so um, just when we were opening the shop, that's when he finally came here mm. and he was staying, started staying with us permanently and he was done work. He retired and he was like doing nothing. So he was, <laughs> so we were like. But right now your parents are living, imagine retiring, the moment you're retiring, your child is now. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <flying>. what? Yeah. <laughs> So right now, like, like it's like right now, the shop is me, and my dad. He's there all the time. He's okay. he's like the the manager. He's like he does everything like financially because he has a, a a background and like also economics, like finances and, yeah. and all that stuff too. So he takes takes care of all that, like the accounting, and that's why it's basically it's like a family business. Mm-hmm. So I, like I started it, like all my like whole family we're all like registered owners of the, of yeah. the business like yeah. we have shares and, and percentages of the company too yeah. it's not yeah. just like me or me my parents right? mm-hmm. everyone my brother my sister my mom my dad everyone's like we have all shares just two siblings 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. older sister, younger brother. Oh, so. mad. My blood, man. Damn, bro. Like I said, this is mad wholesome, bro. Like, this is a crazy story. I actually, there's something I, I noticed, like, I don't know if you picked up on it, too, but, like, when you were talking, like, I, I noticed, like, your accent switched, like, in and out, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I think Until you said that you Some people are mistaken for Jamaican. Jamaican? <laughs> I forgot that one before. No. <laughs> so, I mean... Did you notice it, too? Like, no, I heard I, I the mean, UK... I've, 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 I've lived in different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like, I can, I can pick up... Because before I, I was here, I was in Texas, too, for, mm. like... Couple oh, months. More C mixture. <laughs> so I've, 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 I've got when I, when it comes to culture, I've got like diversity in places yeah. I've lived. Like I've mm-hmm. lived in Nigeria. I've lived. How long do you live in the UK for? UK. I was. I can't remember. I was there for a long time since I was a kid. Okay. Till about the time we moved out. So roughly, it's still. It's, like I said, it's all so, like, yeah. it's phasey to me. I can't. Remember so that, would right? you, do you feel like? Because we talked about the whole accent thing, where he like. Well, his. Switching. The code switching, obviously, but like his, he, he, he how do I explain this? His accent is his, like, he still has an accent regardless, mm-hmm. but then he can, like, be more, like, what do you say, be more posh in, in like, speaking where you enunciate your uh, yeah. words and stuff like that. So, would you say, like, that was my, that was because of my environment. So, within England, I lived in, like, um, in, like, city, like, London, the city, so I could get that quote unquote urban. But then I went to school in like a overtly posh area, mm-hmm. so that's why there's a difference between difference. my two accents, yeah. Yeah. my English accent. Yeah. And then Nigeria, I, I grew up in a predominantly like proper speaking, you know, having politics, business people in my house. I have to speak properly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I still had friends and you know cousins that you know were speaking broken English, you know. So that's where all that mixture comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was like, because I, I grew up in East East London. That's the end. So, like, it's, it's a mixture, like like you just said, it's a mixture, like, Jamaicans and, you know, that um, that culture of, like, the slangs and mm-hmm. the way the UK talk. Like, it's not like a por- like proper, like, proper Porsche, like, UK way of speaking. It's mm-hmm. like all the slangs, like, basically created by the Jamaicans that mm-hmm. live there, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a mixture of that. It was a mixture of Jamaican, Nigerians, and all those kind of people, and mixture of those cultures together. Yeah, so I'll say is what kind of like brought together, man. Because people hear my accent, like when I talk for a bit, but sometimes it's not so obvious because yeah. this is not like a a very proper English accent that yeah. they're used to yeah, seeing yeah. on the TV. Yeah, yeah, hearing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of different, it's yeah. slangy. It's yeah, like, yeah. what is this? Like, yeah, that's what I was going to ask because like I noticed it, but like. I to tell like it would like come out in like half your sentence and then you go back into like I don't know what to explain what this accent is or it's just like you're just okay let's just say regular you're just speaking English, regular English <laughs> it's just accent fat. right <laughs> um they'll say it's your Canadian English but right so no, it's like this one's a far from Canadian bro. yeah so like so what so what I was so what I wanted to ask <clears throat> you is like is that like UK accent is that like your you know what I'm trying to ask is that your regular accent and then you like switch into your like Canadian English or is it like like it was has it like has it like transitioned for you since you've been in since Canada? I've been in Canada you know it switched because when I got here I swear <coughs> to God no one could understand what mm-hmm. I was saying yeah like people will always have to stop me correct me oh yeah. no what are you saying stay say like like I literally I went to TCI trash corner bro these guys don't <laughs> understand nothing they see foreign and they're like no do it like this like I literally have my friends I'm gonna call you out right now Yuri she always did this to me you know Jerusalem right Yuri 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she always she went to my high school. We, like she'll always call me out. She's like, Gabe, you're not in the UK. Say it like this. Mm-hmm. Like cautiously correct me. Every mm-hmm. time I say a word of pronunciation, mm-hmm. that's off. She's like, nah, say it like mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so, and I, I, I went through a whole year of high school doing that. Mm-hmm. And kinda like switched me where I like trying to sound like Canadians. Like cautiously yeah. trying to yeah, talk yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Consciously just to, like, to be like more, you know, comfortable yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah. without someone have to stop me or like correct me. Mm-hmm. Even to the point in class, like when I want to go to the to washroom, I'm like, uh, can I use the toilet? They're like, yeah. what? Oh They're like, God. no, you want to go to the washroom. Like, several times, my teachers <laughs> just stopped me correctly. So was like, was, I, was, I was like, what's the washroom? Like, yeah. it's the toilet. Yeah, yeah, like, that, that washroom business. Is so, Did you so have to deal with that? You know, he said how people were, like, conscious. No, because when I came here as an adult, mm-hmm. so I didn't deal, I didn't get to, de- like, for example, once you're in, like, uni, people that grew up here had to accept you are around foreigners. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like in school, you still have this bravado of yeah, like, yeah. we're the only people that matter in this yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very like, it's like a confined space almost. Literally. Yeah. Literally. So would you say like the accent is switched now or you're still code switching within I'm cold, like for me. Oh, can you not hear how he's undulating, bro? It's, it's, it's different. It's like, like sometimes, because I got Nigerian friends too, right? Mm. So when I talk to them, sometimes like the Nigerian side comes out. Mm. When I talk to my UK friends, it comes out. It's just switched because I, mm. I get. I'll, I'll say I have all the accents. <laughs> you said I got I all the accents. I can bring it out yeah. when I want to. Like, yeah. depends on what I say. Some words are still pronounced the same. Some I kind of switch it up to Canadian or American or whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, so. word. Mental. Do you do you feel like people still um, struggle with understanding what you're saying? Yes, no. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're, you you, you schooled in Cambridge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, that, that strong side of it is <laughs> <laughs> still there for sure. Yo, don't kill me. It's hard to break a Cambridge accent. <laughs> <laughs> These stupid Canadians. What do you feel like you experience it the most? Like in what like social settings, or is it just in general? Uh well, I, I, I think it will most likely just be like work now. Just because most of my social settings outside of work are, they're now used to me. I don't really do too many things that are new or see too many new people outside of work. So it's, it's literally just work now. Yeah. I get that. But other than that, even at work, oh my God, I love you. I love you. <laughs> you understand what I said. Mm. But um, yeah, it's most so, like old white women. Mm. I love to do that too. So this is like the whole like accent thing. I just find like very very interesting, just because like n- obviously now that you're a grown adult, mm. you know, there's obviously that like there's those phases where it's like as a like a teen or a preteen or like a child, you're very impressionable. So it's like wherever your environment plays a lot into like how you sound, like yeah. what languages you can speak and stuff. But now that you're an adult, but you're not around, like I know like obviously like your sister for example, like there's certain people. Um, but like in general you're around Canadians yeah I was gonna ask you is it like are you consciously trying to keep it or do you think it's just gonna stay like forever essentially I consciously try to keep it like I'm not like I'm forcing it it's more (laughs) so I just everything everything else that I listen to I hear is all British (laughs) I do I see American accent I don't know (laughs) Canadian accent God forbid God forbid. God forbid. I don't want that. Hey? Yeah, it's crazy, yo. When I caught myself saying it, I'm like, no, that's, that is OD. Like, I've been here a minute, nah, my nigga. Like, that's crazy. Nah, bro. My friends didn't bring me. They didn't spend all that money for you to get that accent. <laughs> but that tells me what this all the time. I didn't spend all that money for you to lose this accent, bro. Word, word, word. word. <laughs> nah, that makes perfect so, sense. Yeah, man. Consciously, I just, yeah, all the. That's why even I started listening to podcasts. Because. Mm. I didn't really 
want to, I don't really like care too much about podcasts. Then my sister was like, oh, there's these guys that they're pretty cool. You should listen to them. I was like, mm. so at that point, she called me at a point where I was like, I need to find how to keep my UK accent. And then that's how I started listening to podcasts just mm. because of that. And then most of the other things I have, like my sat nav, everything's all British. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's like consciously, as in like what you choose to surround yourself around, with, yeah. not yeah. like you're forcing yeah, yeah, your accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For yeah. me, it's like uh, it's not really around it. I haven't been back home since I got here. Mm. I haven't really um, like connected with a lot of my friends back there. Where yeah. I like talk to them, like we'll text, we'll like call on the phone, right. right? So it's not like I'm always like apart from my siblings. It's not like I know anyone else that has the <laughs> accent that's gonna like rub off on me, right? Right, right. You know, it's funny because my friend one day he called me and he's like, "Oh, your accent is changing." I said, "Bro, it's changing Nigerian." No, 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 not this other one, bro. Stop it. I'm always to change you, bro. As long as it's not the Canadian accent, right? Not the American accent. Bro, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I do like some American accents, though. Like the, some of the southern ones. Like in like, like certain spaces within like America, like certain yeah. states. Yeah, none of the Canadians. There's no Canadian accent <laughs> that. Like, bro, they get twisted. But yeah, some, some of the Americans, I, I'm not mad at, bro. Which which what parts? Um, mm. which states? Do you know? <laughs> Where's this your guy from? Uh, Duke Dennis. He's one of the southern states, isn't he? Oh, uh, is he from New York or is he from? No, that's Atlanta? guy. Wait, he's from a southern state? Is yeah, he? I'm pretty he, sure he sounds very southern. He, yeah, he actually kind of does. I don't know which state he's from though. I don't. I don't pay that much attention to him. <laughs> to like Duke, I don't know where he's from. Shad, his that area. Of accent, I, I don't mind, you know. Um, I think I don't really know too many places in America. It's just I know. <laughs> nah, <that's, laughs> yeah, same, bro. I know that to be honest, some days when the voice is slightly like a little bit bassy with a bit. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. What you, I know exactly. What you <laughs> I know mean, what you mean. When, <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> when, you, when you said Duke, I like. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. For sure. How long do you live in the US for? Just a few months. I was there for about three months. Oh, okay. Texas, yeah. Texas. I there. <laughs> that place? <bro. laughs> that place is scary. I had a nigga fucking full of a shotgun. What? <laughs> really? My, my, my cousin, because my, my, my mom's sister. Your cousin pulled on you? No, 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 no. no. My, my mom's sister, she lives, they live there, right? Their right. family, they live there. And um, he went to some girl he was chatting to at the time. We went to, to her house. Nice. Like down the road. Oh. <laughs> and he knocked on the door and the dad like pulled up oh, the shark. <laughs> it's like like four niggas to my house. Like who are you? That, oh he's he's white? From the mountains of Caucasus? <laughs> no. Yeah. Man. Oh damn. Know, man. What that place is scary. Yeah, I can't. So I wanted to ask you this. Um or I actually want to talk about this in general, but it works perfectly yeah. with him. Like the um it's something that I was just like I was looking at um, recently was um, you know who Deshay Frost is? Have you heard of him? He's one of those like big streamers. He's like Deshay, Deshay, yeah, yeah. Deshay yeah. yeah. So like I was watching one of his streams recently, and it really do- he's what twenty three I think right. So he was um, it was his birthday. He just turned twenty three, and then he went to like Turks and Caicos or whatever, and obviously he has a lot of money, right? right? Yeah, yeah, he has it. He has it on him. So like he was around like really beautiful women. They mm. were like significantly older than him. You could tell, mm. um, like late twenties, early thirties. You know what I'm saying? Big ass, like <laughs> like crazy, like bad, like what bad shorties, bad. right? You feel me? And I was just like in my head because I think a lot. I was like, this is crazy. Just like 
the simple fact that he has access to these women mm. because of his status and the amount of money that's in his account. Yeah. Right. So I was just thinking about that. I was like, it's kind of crazy. Like, like the access you can have to things because of like, you know, the, like money. Mm. Right. <clears throat> and like, there was something he made um, one of the women like in the videos do. Mm. And um, he like essentially like he was streaming while he was there. And he pretty much told her to like turn around and shake her ass for the camera. Mm. And this is a grown woman. Like it's very evident. <laughs> she actually like without question yeah, yeah, turned around and did that. Yeah. And I thought that was embarrassing. Right. But like I was saying from the aspect, I was like, if this nigga was broke and some random ass, there's no way you're doing this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're only no. doing this because of who he is. In the sense of, like I said, he has this access to you because of, like, how he's built himself up. And mm. I was just like, this is crazy. Like, you can really have, like, you can yeah. really have these shorties acting a fool. But you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, a, that's a another, certain aspect to it. But Yeah, there's another underlying <clears throat> conversation to that as well. But, yeah, ask your question first. But, yeah, I was just going to ask, like, obviously, as a, like, as a young guy, like, that, you know, I'm sure, like, you're on, like, social media, too. Like, people know that you're, like pretty successful for your age is that something that you've kind of like noticed in terms of like just interact not necessarily just women but just like people the switch changed bro it was never the same <laughs> yeah. the yeah. same shorties Man, you see what I'm saying <laughs> the same you, you see what I'm saying this is exactly that would never give me time in the day back then yeah oh my god <laughs> You see? he see me in present oh my god game is yeah, I'm yeah, like who are you I don't remember you crazy that come up that come the last up. time we talked you were not feeling man uh, uh, you trying, uh, trying, uh, <laughs> trying to give me a hug like move uh, <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off bro Real OD bro that down yeah. me off. so that's it yeah that's what I just wanted to like, that's a conversation I want to open up but in Winnipeg, quite that, bro. But a lot of shit shocks me. I don't know why. Just, like shoot a DM if I want to shoot a DM, I can ninety percent she respond before I'll be left on read for weeks. They will never open it. <laughs> they don't add me back. The come up, <laughs> but like when once it changes, it's like yeah, the reception is crazy. But mm. yeah, yeah, bro. So what were you gonna? No, you gonna the, say the, un, the underlying thing here is that. Surface level, we're seeing age group of women and then the status of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, what, what do we... We normally always find that in these situations, a lot of these guys are single or they have this complaint about the women that they have, like, the options that they have, right? Because if you actually look at that age group of women... Those women, and you categorize it, those women, most of the time, bro, bro, there's nothing in there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because now, because this happens a lot where, like, guys will get to a certain caliber and then complain, oh, there aren't any good women. It's like, depending on how you portray yourself, you're going to have some women that are not going to want to be associated with that because they know what comes with that and what comes with that is these other women that are clueless and they don't even want to be around those women it's not it's not that they don't want to be around the guy yeah they don't want to be around those women so the now what we ha- trend, yeah exactly what we, what we see that. is that these guys are in these environments with these kind of women and those are the women that we see of this category which is age mm-hmm. and then we almost think it's all like that. We, yeah we completely miss out the fact that these are a within that age of, there's yeah. a the select, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? For sure, yeah, for sure. It's, it's just a, it's a mad underlying yeah. aspect to it. Yeah. 
that because even when I see some of these some of these uh, videos, I'm like, bro, most of the people I know wouldn't even want these girls. Yeah. But then within that, it's just like these girls, like on okay. surface level, are very very beautiful. Yeah, and on top of that. The doctors even added some small work. As well. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now it's just like on the surface level. If we if we think about it, we don't really think too deeply. You can see this as like, like I would wish to be in his position. Mm. But you actually listen to a lot of them, bro. Most of them don't want to be in that position. Why do you think Deke is always going back to his ex, bro? A lot of these girls are around useless. Yeah, he actually does talk about. Do how, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. Useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many girls have you seen Kaisen that actually? Settled down with, or yeah. even the, the what's his name, the Shea Frost. Frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all single. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like it's it's a small is a small underlying factor that a lot of guys, our age and below, that are watching these guys, are not even picking up on. Mm-hmm. All they're seeing is just all the flash, the beautiful women, nice shit, and you're actually missing the point that they because sometimes they even they. A lot of, if you listen to like let's say the settled down videos of them, either them on like other people's podcasts or like there's some videos where they're just like chatting, it's almost like Morse code sometimes. You'll see they're not they're not really too happy with the with this, like with just what they're surrounded by in, t- in terms of some of the people they attract, but they know for my job, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So now it's literally it now turns into a job. Obviously, it's a great job to have. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to put it down. It's a, it's a fantastic job to have, which you can see they enjoy it. But at some point, you can almost, like, see that... Right. Because, <laughs> fine, when I see... I, I think it's more evident with Duke because of the age gap. Yeah, he's older, and he, he's older he's, than the other one. He talks about it a lot yeah, more. Yeah. And I think that's when I start to realise, like... Because, you know, a lot of time when he's in these videos, he's very chill... Obviously, that's part of his character, but you can even see within the character. Take away the video, just mm. look at the, he's he's just there because he wants to be with his guys. Literally, he says it, and for a lot of people watching it, they're like they see it as that's his character rather than seeing it as that is the truth. He is just yeah. here to be with his guys, to have fun yeah. with his guys. He gives no shit Doesn't about, care about these the birds. Babes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because bro, they're not worth it. It's the same way, like got like a, like a lot of pretty girls can go out and you, they will be surrounded by guys throwing money at them or guys that are like rich a lot of other girls that may may not be in that position they're saying oh why don't you do this why don't you do that in terms of like the money that they're giving or even the money that is proposed to them and you will see a lot of pretty girls they don't want to do that because it's just like if i'm going to now accept the money i know there's something in exchange yeah so you might see these things as like oh they're around so many rich guys they're probably enjoying life but sometimes brother is depressing to be just to be in somewhere you don't want to be and it's not even your fault because their success is not their fault to an extent it's not like their fault as in like they're surrounded by idiots but it's like (laughs) it's not their fault same with pretty girls it's not their fault that they're pretty Mm -hmm. but then it's also not their fault that they attract these kind of other guys yeah but then it's also like how you now portray yourself or like where you put yourself and you know, that's why you get some girls that are like very pretty they just work 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 everyday work and you never see them outside all of a sudden you see the rings and you just you just see them 
one post on I said yes. Those are the ones you want, though. Where are you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? But um, yeah, I think that that was just the little thing piece that came to my mind when when you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a diff- different perspective on it. But like tying into it, there was something else I saw which I thought was very interesting. I wanted to hear you guys' opinions on it. Um, I saw something about like the I don't know if you guys heard of it like the orange peel theory I don't know if you guys have heard of it the what? I'm sure some people have heard of it um, the orange peel theory orange. right so essentially what it is is um, and it's like a it's like from the woman, woman to the man thing right so it's essentially where and it, it was a trend too on TikTok where it was like um, the woman would test their man essentially wanting to peel the orange for them right because of oh I think you hear about this. that because of yeah. the um, like Obviously, when you peel an orange, there's like you can get in your nails, like there's a scent, like a smell has to it. And apparently, what the uh, theory is, quote unquote, is that if depending on how your man reacts and responds to you asking him to peel the orange for you, it shows it's what kind of man he is and like acts of service and all that rubbish. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. But we're gonna get there's another side of it which I thought was very very interesting, right? Um, which was butter the buttering buttering your waffles. Right, so mm. it's like this is this is for the guys now, right? So there was another video that I saw where a guy was um, in a restaurant with his girl, and they had like they ordered like you know they ordered food, right? There was a waffle on the on the table that they ordered. She took the she took the knife and she buttered the waffle for him, mm. and he posted it. I'm finished, bro. The reception he got from like women was crazy, and it was all negative. Right, it was all like, "Are you a? Do you have mommy issues? Ah. Um, are you? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me land, and then we'll hear what you guys have to say. Because this shit was so crazy, to me. right? She's like, "Oh, are you? Do you have mommy issues? Like, what's your problem? Like, me personally, like if my, like if I had to butter my man's waffles, etc., etc., etc." And I was oh, like, "To the girl, or to the guy, to, to the, guy. the to the guy." Like, so essentially, like okay. it's this is the flip. This is like yeah. it flipped, right? Um, and those sort of saying like, "Oh, like." Um, Run oh, away from these kind of guys. Yeah, 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 run away yeah. from these kind of guys. Yeah. And like my like my my opinion on it was like the orange peel theory, like the the concept of the, these theories, I understand it. Mm. Right. But it's for me, I was like, why is it a problem, right, when the woman is doing acts of service for her man? Mm. When the man's supposed to do access for his woman there's no issues there's mm. nothing about daddy issues mm. there's nothing mm. about this and that there's okay, nothing about see, it oh yeah, this is yeah. your why are you treating her like she's your child what? right but when it's the man it's now a big it's a problem there was mad stitches like all these <laughs> girls were like oh yeah he has mommy issues me personally this is something i would do for my four-year-old son i'm like is it that deep <laughs> <laughs> like is it really that deep and i just thought that was so crazy right so no. I just want to hear um, what you guys have to say about that. A lot of it is to do is this conversation about patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It's like when it comes to the internet, because I think in real life this won't be a, an issue yeah. as much. But it's this um, talk about patriarchy, this conversation of patri- patriarchy, and where it is right now in terms of like the feminist movement and the extremist movements and. There's this idea of like um, the women's service, we've done enough. There's this hint, this smell in the air when it comes to society of like, we've done enough for men. So instead of focusing on the context of this is between two people that 
are dedicated to each other mm-hmm. is almost like she's standing for all women right now mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying and he's standing for the patriarchy not yeah. even all men yeah, yeah. the patriarchy yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, th- I think that's where it's from so it's like when the guy is doing something for his babe it's like yeah that's right you're our bitch mm-hmm. when the girls did it's like why do we have to do this again you've seen everything you've put us through all, all of a sudden we're going back to being at the front of the bus at the back of the bus whichever one yeah. but yeah it's, it's that stench of like the patriarchy mm-hmm. and the, the movement against patriarchy mm-hmm. that's where I feel this is all coming from yeah. to be very honest and bear in mind she did it because she wanted to she did like she if you see the video she grabs the plate mm. grab then and she you feel me and he made the video out of like love he was like when you're a woman da, 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 da. you know what i'm saying and you could even see within the comments i was like you know it's this whole idea also of like um kelly you mentioned like these ideas of like the patriarchy and like being a man and like having to do certain things right like you can mm. see the comments men are like oh we're so easy to please we're such simple creatures they were like oh if she does this wife her when in reality that would not be en- that would not be enough for me to like obviously wife her. Like, there's way more layers do you get what i'm saying but yeah. like that uh, within see, itself me, I, I, I don't know if i stand with you on that because if a girl did that to me that's all uh, no it's not all but it's it, heavily it, it destabilizing bro it, yeah it is <laughs> oh shit you know what i'm saying it's okay it's obviously bro. i'm a man i can learn my own love I nearly lost track of thought, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you're saying not lying. Yeah, we're, we're like I you know saying, lost track of thought. within, like I said, within the within the context of the conversation. Mm. Obviously, there's more things that you need yeah, to, yeah. to quote unquote wife or girl, mm. right? But like, that is a very nice gesture. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it's like it wasn't even like she she did it out of love, but then it became this whole thing, and I'm just like, bro. Like, I think that's the thing with the the internet these days, social media always flipping stuff out of narrative mm. and um, yeah for sure just blow things out of perspective mm-hmm. something so innocent can be so bad and that's why personally I'm like careful of what I put out there mm. and stuff because he obviously did that innocently and look at the outcome like <laughs> you, you, you can't win that's that's where uh, yeah, look, you're trying to give us more scores that's why I'm not putting my people <laughs> you can't win in this generation nah because there's a lot of people with their mindsets and they just see things backwards like you can be you can you can live your life forward-minded and just just keep in mind there's a lot of people backward-minded just zombies just walking around roaming so the would streets. you zombies <laughs> chronically <laughs> online people, that's what they call them <laughs> so you wouldn't you wouldn't post your babe if you had one well, do you have one no try well you wouldn't post her I, oh I, I will i i just got out of a relationship she was everywhere i posted everything we did so you would essentially? I would, yeah. Okay. That was it. Nah, bro. It was just like, I was like, bro, like, how? Because the thing is, this this shit, I was like, this is crazy. Because there was one guy that stitched and he was like, wait a minute. So he actually brought up this whole thing about the patriarchy and all that. And he was like, hmm, this is interesting because, right, let's actually flip this. Let's flip this narrative, right? It's, oh, he has mommy issues. Oh, da, da, da. He's like, okay, well, cool. Right? As a man, um, what does a man do for his children? Right. Let's just let's just let's let's keep it simple. Does a man open the door for his child? Yes. Does a man pay for things for his children? Yes. Right. Are you as his woman his child? No. <laughs> right. So, but you expect him to do all these things oh, for you, right? I was like, okay. So what's, what's, <laughs> you feel this? I'm just like, well, people need to stop. Like you said, bro. It's just. 
people need to get off people need to touch some grass bro like it's it's getting out of hand because the thing is i i remember too like there was a comment within that video right about this whole like theory like the butter they made it a thing it wasn't a thing it wasn't something that has been talked about for years yeah. like people just make like these trends where it's like oh the peeling your orange theory and like they're actually testing it out like they're recording they're like oh like babe can you can you i don't want to peel this orange i'm hungry can you peel it for me and then they're trying to see what the reaction is what their man does whatever um and then they made it they flipped it with uh, the man with the butter and the waffle thing mm. and somebody made a comment about the buttering waffles thing and then the guy who made the video with his girl mm. with the butter he stitched it and he didn't even understand what the comment was and she then in the response to this like the stitch she was in the video and they were like what is it what are they talking about so that to me was like these are two people that are living like you said real life <laughs> they're not even worried about you niggas anyways <laughs> you know what i mean like you niggas are so invested in what's going on in their life and you're making these trends and doing all this crazy shit. they don't care they're living their life and to her buttering the waffle was not a big deal yeah which also i'm sure to him him peeling her orange would not be a thing because it's not yeah. you get what i'm saying which leads me into this conversation of like i saw this too where <clears throat> i got this thing piece and i wanted to hear what you guys had to say on it is um essentially what he was saying is materialism consumerism excuse me and um i think what, what was the one thing escapism has essentially made people lose their grasp on what being a human is means mm. and i was like this is crazy right and it was just something that i wanted to open up the conversation because obviously I feel like with something like this, even it's very, very evident. You know what I mean? Mm. See that um, again? What was Materi- it? <laughs> materialism. <laughs> Shit, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> materialism, consumerism, consumerism, and escapism has made us lose our grasp on what it means to actually be a human and live the human experience. Damn. Right. So it's like essentially what this idea of like this social construct of you know having a nice car and you know buying all these clothes and heels and um you know essentially being able to live a simulation so that's part of the escapism part yeah yeah um has now made us like um what's it called lose our grasp on the little things like i said like tying it back to this conversation of doing a simple gesture for your uh your loved one it's this it's a big deal right um Girls saying, oh, yeah, if he doesn't make 300K a year, I can't date him, right? All these unrealistic expectations of, as opposed to, like, living, you know, real life type shit. But I think it's also, it's also, like, the whole idea of, um, what do they call it? Like, social media being, like, an emphasis of certain things. So, you have, it's almost like a microscope. Yeah. Because now, that action, in the grand scheme of the night, is so relevant but on socials, because you took that one video, it's almost like putting a magnifying glass yeah. on that tiny thing. Yeah. To everyone that's looking through that magnifying glass, it looks massive. And when you now do that, you can see and you can probably feel like, oh, this is a big, big problem or like a big deal between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But when you actually just really remove the magnifying glass, it's a tiny piece of the night that was very insignificant, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So... I mean, and there's that, and there's also like the idea of like people. Everything now looks so easy because you can form this simulation of what you want in life. You're almost forming this perfect man or this perfect idea of a date or a perfect idea of a partner, and <coughs> it's not. Sometimes it might not fulfill your reality. So because you've you have access to this other reality that does exist for you, you now try and like force it into 
the reality that exists on its own. And then if you're not like comfortable to understand the two are very different, you would then have a depressing life because you're trying to fit a circle block into a square hole and it's like you're going to be frustrated and that's what's happening now with a lot of people yeah. it's just that in itself that's my piece how do you deal with um, being a young successful black man how do you deal with um, or how do you navigate to dealing with women dealing with women <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm the same guy. Well, actually, actually think about No, um, definitely, confidence level is it's at peak. Uh, it's different from, and it's 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 not just that too. There's a lot of factors because I've worked on myself um, to be able to get to that point where it comes to like stuff like my physique, uh, how I look, like. How I carry myself, what I do, and just I know my value. I've been through heartbreak. I've been through my fair share of shitty women that just don't know how to treat a good guy. Right? I'll I'll love to say I'm a good guy because when it comes to women, I like to I'm I'm a lover. I can I can you know because I've seen love from my my background, my parents. Wow. That's the perfect example for me mm-hmm. on how a perfect relationship should be. Right. Next week, Monday, they're going to be there and it's going to be their 20, 24 year anniversary. And for me, that's what I want in my life. That's what I want a partner that I can live and grow old with. Mm. Right. I'm not really a fan of uh, going around, sleeping around and just breaking hearts and stuff like that. Right. Which is kind of the stereotype people or women tend to put me in for the most part. Like when I go out and I see a chick and she she just says, she, first thing, you'll be, you'll, you'll be surprised. First thing you'll say, out. <laughs> I know you're a fuckboy. Like I'm like I'm not surprised. Don't what worry. does that mean? <laughs> like, what does a fuckboy mean? Like don't worry. It's it's you're getting me. I'm not surprised. We're all there. Yeah, I, it's just they tend to put me in this like category of um, that persona of just being a trashy guy, just wanting to break hearts and feelings and all that stuff. But like I have a good definition of what love and what a love language should be like. How to treat a woman in the traditional way. Mm. Right, got traditional Nigerian parents that know how to love each other, and yeah. my dad knows how to spoil her his his wife, and my mom knows how to take care of her husband. Yeah. I see that every day, and I'm like, I want this. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, why right. we? Why is this so hard to to grasp in this generation? So mm. I've been through my fair share of like heartbreak with women that I'll do everything and and uh, be my ultimate best. I'm not perfect, obviously, but like I'll try my best to be the man I want to be and what they want me to be right but at the end of the day i always get left with the the cold shoulder where they they tend to go to to the toxic guys or the 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 guys that women tend like my experience women have tend they tend to keen towards the guys that are more toxic because they like that chase right that hunger for a toxic man is is greater than than having the comfort of a good man that's willing to provide everything and give you everything, right? No, but so- sometimes it's not even the chase. It's it's like sometimes the pain you're you're comfortable with the pain because you've lived in it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yep, you yep. get what I'm saying. So it it's not even a thing where we can say, oh, like surely it's painful. But it's like if that's the only thing you've ever known, 
then anything outside of that is foreign mm-hmm. and for the most part for example you're not going to go to a toxic girl because that's foreign to you yeah so the same way let's say other girls or other people that are toxic or used to you toxic. know used yeah. to toxicity grew up with pain grew up with trauma sometimes they're not able to fully disassociate from that and when that is there it's almost like a comfort thing <coughs> you know what I'm saying it's, it's where you feel like you you know the terrain yeah. I, can, I can handle this this toxicity because when he leaves I know I'm just going to blow up his phone I know he's then going to insult me I'm going to insult him back I know this game mm-hmm. you know this is this is easy now for me to play yeah. whereas like the idea of me being upset and someone calling me to find out how I am ah. what <laughs> what do I do now? Yes, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> do you, like, and sometimes we we might miss that and think, like, surely you'd want something easier in life. Mm, yeah. Whereas we're not seeing it from the perspective of we're giving them something very foreign, and foreign is most of the time it's hard because you're not used to that. You've never tried to do that. You've never operated in that hemisphere. So, yeah. a lot of the time that's what I'm starting to realize now it's not about them going back to toxic situations it's more so them going back to comfort Mm -hmm. or not even comfort it's going back to what they're familiar with yeah what they're familiar with you know what they say you know what they say you know what they say look if you're the first good guy that she dealt with run they they make that joke but I was going to ask something but I I wanted to piggyback off of what you said but yeah you pretty much said it's just like and this is obviously not to justify certain actions, right? Because I feel like that's where you can get caught and be like, oh, like, I feel like on, on I understand what you're saying, but on his end too, where it's like, oh, um, you know, because you un- your understanding of these things, you can now, like, that does, that's not to, like, sens- uh, necessarily justify their mm-hmm. actions. Or, like, if they're moving a certain way or they're, they don't know how to act, that's not that's to justify. That's a more mature way to see it. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, that, those, the, those are... <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, it's the truth. It's, it's like the fact. you go back to what you're familiar to, right? So when it comes to say somebody like you and what you said, how you carry yourself, whatever, there's that level of stability, right? Somebody that's not used to stability, what you're doing to them is foreign, like he said, and it's we, it's it's straight. It's like, whoa, my nigga, relax. You know I also like bear in mind, there are probably guys with money that the way they treat this person does not correlate with the way, let's say, you're treating her. Exactly. She's associated guys with money with a certain yep. behavior yep. as well. Yep. That could be the yep. case. Do you yep. know what I'm saying? So, there, there are all these... There's a lot of factors. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. So, it's like, like he said, it's like, when you're not used to stability and you're now getting it, it's like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? But, he, like he said, bro, hey, man, I've dealt with it too, bro. Can't lie. Look, if you're the first, you feel me? My nigga, run. You're just gonna, like, you're just, you're just gonna... Oh, one thing I'm gonna say about this bro. place, man, you can shoot me if you want. I God forbid, because I know people are actually shooting this place. <laughs> but a lot of people that grew up here, oh, bro, there's question marks, bro. <laughs> there's big question marks. And I'm experiencing it with some of my friends as well. Yeah. And I think the reason why I feel safe to generalize, or not safe, the reason why I feel like my generalization is um, makes sense. Is because it's because it's such a small city. Yeah, the association of um, what you've grown up with is can be pretty common across the board. 
if this was like a bigger city where there was a more diverse mm-hmm. you know experience between people that grew up here then i could probably say I'm, I'm fully wrong but because it's such a small city what i've noticed with people that have grown up here there's a there's a big common element of like culture sticks. yeah there's there's something there's, there's something, something in the air in the water bro <laughs> <laughs> there's something in the water mm. man and it's affected it's affected everyone like some people are that's why you see a lot of them leaving the city and obviously there's there's two ways to look at leaving the city either you're going for growth or sometimes you're trying to run away yeah you know so so like being a understanding guy mm. and understanding these things right how do you deal with women knowing that you know i'm gonna assume you're like you carry yourself like gay right (laughs) (laughs) right so say if you're a guy that you know obviously carries himself um you know carries themselves well and can introduce a woman to like a level of stability how do you deal with and navigate um dealing with women knowing that there are these factors when it comes to them do you just not engage or like how do you deal with them knowing that there are these like potential like traumas and things and that's why like they can like act a certain way or like you know be unfamiliar with like what you're showing them essentially i'll do the best i can because it's the same with like when you're when you're doing um when you're doing uh, what's it called ministry and you're spreading the word they're sinners mm-hmm. by you telling them come and find jesus and they're rejecting you at first it's not about the actual sometimes you have to think about it. it's not about bringing them over on this side is more about sh- just showing them because sometimes a seed can germinate mm. so the seed of love is all i need to do if i meet you and you've had trauma and i'm you know planting that seed of like this is how life should be life shouldn't be that hard and i'm showing you that way and i'm treating you that way i've planted that seed it's not it's not me to now be forcing the tree to grow i have to leave it down yeah, to nature so if nature is that mm they don't want to water that plant on their own guy i have my own life i need to preserve and i'm only speaking from experience this is a very drastic experience but i'm that's the only experience i have that experience taught me that i can't do anything else and why that experience prolonged was only because they made they there was a sense of i actually really want to try but you can see it was always it was now beyond them to come out of that situation. It would take something very, very drastic for them to actually come out of that situation because they wanted to, but environments, nature, familiarity always forces them back. So sometimes you can even fall into the trap of you can be with someone. When they're with you, you can see them actually making that effort. It's not because you know they're putting in all their efforts sometimes you can actually see is when they're with you it's easier for them to make that effort but don't forget they're going back home to what was wrong in the first place mm-hmm. so now some people will get mad or will get confused or why do they keep going back it's because they're not surrounded by it all the time like if the, if you're surrounded by good all the time you're gonna grow yeah yeah but if you go back to like bad soil you're, you're gonna, do you know what I'm saying? You're not going to grow. You're probably going to start deteriorating. So, like, that's something that I learned over time. It's also, like, it's part of their effort, but sometimes their surroundings or their environments could be that detrimental that it is out of your hands. So that's when you can't, you can't make it your duty 
to change them or you can't make it your duty to help them find the light sometimes you have to plant the seed and, then, and let them water it themselves mm-hmm. you can show them how to water it which is the main part show teach a man how to fish and what's the rest of the distance now he will live forever mm-hmm. do you get what i'm saying he wouldn't have to eat again yeah. but if if i'm constantly fishing for him you'll never yeah you'll never figure it out there we go yeah for sure for simple sure. yeah like the principle of you can't you can't help someone love themselves they have to love themselves Mm. You can show them what love is, but you can't make someone to love themselves. Like you can't, I can't make you love me if you don't love yourself. You yeah. gotta find that inner power within you to be comfortable and love yourself, right? Yes. And if the if the piece of a puzzle is missing, you can't complete the equation. It's mm. just that simple, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah life can be so we've all so we've all lived the same life. Oh yeah. I have too. I've dealt with that too. Like obviously, like you know, yeah. so I've done my fair. I've done my dirt. Don't get it twisted, because niggas love to hear what we say and take it as full of look. That's your prerogative. You know what I'm saying? I've done my dirt. You know what I'm saying? But also, I've also dealt with. You feel me? I've dealt with the other side of that, and it's not fun. You feel yeah, me? I feel like wow. it's like wow. trying to like being in a situation where you're like you're trying to like just like. I have no words, bro. It's just like, well, you're trying to be there for that person. And you're, you're like, you're showing them all this good, and it's like they're just not. It's not hitting the dome. And that's it's what not happens. hitting the cranium. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what happens to a lot of good guys. Because sometimes the weaker man, they will change. They will change who they are. Very good, right? But the stronger man will stick to their principles, their morals, and know that the, the right person mm. for them still deserves that true word. guy they are, that true love that they word, have to word, give, right? Word. Like ah. your, your future, your future wife still needs that You can't change doing the path because of all these girls that don't want to take this. Come on, right? this guy gave us PR trade, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, true, though. It's true because see, a lot of people forget if you want one woman, there's only one woman that's for you. You can't want one woman and be expecting every single woman you interact with to be what you, do you get what I'm saying because now what if now all these ones now become show you what you like you're, you're, you're finished because now you have to choose I fell, I fell in that trap multiple times because I'm like when I'm when I'm when I have this idea of one woman I'm not applying it to the fact that I need one woman sometimes multiple could show me certain traits that I'm like wow and all of a sudden I'll be in a situation where now it's almost like you're leading people on mm-hmm rather than focusing on the fact that it's just one woman you want. That's why I say, like, go with one fully. If that one fails, it fails. You go back to the drawing board. Go again. It's not about failing and, oh, my God, the world is over. Mm-hmm. Guys, such is life, bro. Until you have the capacity to deal with more than one business, <laughs> focus on the one business, yeah, bro. So <laughs> bro. Because, bro, you end up bankrupt. <laughs> bankrupt and looking over a bridge. Mm-hmm. For a woman, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if your attention is focused on one, the other one is gonna suffer. So if you can't, you know, spread that attention evenly, then how are you gonna do it, right? Mm. See, this this guy's accent is so interesting <laughs> to me. I don't know why, because I feel like, like obviously we've been right, but I never heard you speak like for an elongated period of time. No, so like, even when you music say, was blasting at me, it's like, <laughs> so you know, it's just, stop, stop. Don't listen to dancer. But anyways. So it's like even when you mentioned the whole like what do you say like Caribbean 
there's a little bit of that twist in there. Yeah. I can kind of hear it now. Because where, where I grew up, that's the Caribbean UK mix. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, hear it now. So that's it's just, what it is. It's like it's it's almost like you're singing a song. It's like Canadian accent that I hear, but in the UK, then I hear a little bit of Caribbean, yeah. then it goes back to. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. <laughs> yeah, man. Words. Very interesting. Words, words, words. So now it's time for Sheree ass. Sure what? Sheree asks. It's like <laughs> sure. a it's like a sure question I ask at the end of like. The okay. Episode, okay. Right? Gotcha. So, um, I have a few actually that I think are pretty interesting, but I will say, does how much you spend on a wedding ring matter? I feel like the women are going <laughs> to yes. find this one interesting. This is so for us. Yes, I'll say yes. Because yeah. it shows how, how much you value the woman, because for a woman, yeah, a wedding man. ring is the most yeah. important thing to them. Yeah. Right? It's, it lasts forever, so your value for them, you translate that into a ring. What if you can't afford? What happens then? Why are you getting married if you can't afford? For a man, marriage is a financial clock. You have to be where you you're at. You have to be able to take on a woman, a family, children. Mental. Right? If you're not, if you're not there in your life where you can't say, okay, I can give these people the life I want to give them. Why are you getting married? Mad. Slow down. Wait. Mm. Life is not running away. Just take it easy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I found my people. <laughs> this guy gave me saying all the right me. That's not meant. No, word though, word, word for sure. No, it makes sense. Um, I don't know. Um, that's that's a uh, like I would lean towards Gay's answer mm. as to like obviously how much in proportion to is essentially your your value because if we're looking at the traditional aspects of things. You know, yes, but then there's also the context of like if she's been throwing you hints on a ruby and you buy her just a plain jewel, guy, it doesn't matter how much you spend on that thing, she wanted the ruby. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so yes, I know, but my no is not, it's not that strong as like it's completely um negative in terms of like, the value, but there is there is value to or that there is a connection between. How much you spend and the value that you place on the room. So, I'll say yes. Yeah, because the take that I when, I when I had this conversation probably was the kind of like what you're saying, the play on the sentiment as opposed to the number, mm. right? But I think also it just kind of like you said, it's not it's not neither here or there. I feel like I yeah. feel like both factors play into, um, you know, getting your woman a wedding ring. It's yeah. not just. The monetary on the, aspect. On the flip side, though, how should you react if your partner doesn't appreciate the kind of ring you got? It. What hmm, does that say? Get the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy thing to think about right now, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That says a lot about the kind of person she is. Do you want a woman that's not gonna be like, oh, that's gonna be like, I don't like this kind of ring. Like you can do better or whatever. Not appreciate it. Do or do you want someone that's gonna wild, appreciate the, the value of it regardless? Of course, of course, the latter. Well, then you can also then pose the question like, do you like, would she want to be with someone that is very ignorant? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why it's it's not a it's not a clear cut yeah. statement just to say, you know, she doesn't appreciate it. Sometimes yeah. it's also yeah, you, you could be a fault. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So there's that too, man. Yeah, because like you said, you could pull it back to what kind of woman she is, but I feel like that comes before getting yeah. down on one knee. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we you know, saying we you did the that process. <laughs> yeah, like how did you? Is it now you're on one knee? You're figuring out what kind of woman she is. That's kind of crazy, bro. Like you said, you didn't do your homework. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Nah, man. Yeah, what what else? What else? That what what do you need to shout out? Just the business. That's all you got right now. Isn't yeah, it? y'all need your, if you need your car done, you know anything car related, hit me up. BMG yeah. Auto Care. I don't know if you guys put Instagram links. Or yeah, yeah, those, yeah, but you can you can message me on there. I'm always on my phone. Yeah. Call me. Do you have a website? Yeah, we do have a website. Okay, Type cool. shit. <laughs> Things of that nature. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, man. Thanks for coming through, man. This is this is a loaded, yeah, loaded sure. episode, man. Yeah. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, remember, Blackberry, sweet the juice, sweet the juice. Safe.